Well, hello and welcome everyone. My name is Tamara Rossander. I'm the spiritual director here at Centers for Spiritual Living White Rock and excited to have you join us today. So I just want to take this quick moment and realize that we're here as a spiritual community to come together in a time of reflection, meditation, prayer. So know that we are each united together in this one mind, in this one moment, and this time. So as I welcome everybody and give blessings to each person to welcome you here, I also want to welcome our musical guest today, Linda Kidder, who's going to start with our opening song. We are good, we are born good, we arrive good, straight from the light, we are spirit on a soul's quest, with no So close 
with no ending in our sights with every moment that we grow in our eagerness to know Thank you, Linda. That was wonderful. Oh, so as I said before, for those of you who didn't hear me, if you want to put your contact information or where you're zooming in from, uh, you can just put it in the chat and say, hi, I'm from, um, I just put it in the Norman are zooming in from Pitt Meadows. I'm Georgia Neekin, and I'm one of the practitioners here at CSL White Rock um, zooming in today. And if you're a first time guest, well, welcome. We're delighted to have you. And uh, let us know where you're zooming in from, as I just said. As we begin our gathering today, as settlers on this land, we are honored to live and operate on the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territory of the Coastal Salish peoples. We thank the First Peoples who continue to live on these lands and care for them, along with the waters and all that is above and below. As you know, here at CSL White Rock, we are an inclusive spiritual community of learning and we are a center. We teach spiritual principles and offer tools to use in all areas in our lives on a regular and consistent basis. And let me tell you what a difference it makes to life. I can't, I could, if you have a bottle of wine someday, I'll sit down with you and tell you all the things that's happened in my life because of this. Um, when we live by principle, life flows easier, choices are clearer, and seeming miracles are everyday occurrences. There is wonder in every day just waiting for us to live it. So let's start today. Wow. Thank you, Linda. Beautiful. Thank you. And beautiful like a rainbow. What a perfect song to, to lead into today when we're talking about this month's, um, which is a uh, topic. Oh, that's, that's where we are. <laughs> we're talking about this month's topic of creativity. And that's that unique expression of the one and that we're all one and that unique rainbow that brings us all together. Imagine if we were all just all one way, one way of being, how, uh, how dull life may be. <laughs> it may be very dull. It's a beautiful song. Thank you. So yes, so this month we are talking about creativity as is who we are and what we are. And, you know, that which causes us to press through in this time and place, and will always call for our attention and expression. Spirit always creates through every breathtaking scenic vista that Linda described in her song, as well as every challenge, which was described in the song as well. But when we listen and respond to our intuitive nudges and those little sparks that we have inside, we dance with creation itself. Cause and effect, creative expression, inspired perception, and clear 
and tension are for the many, not for the few, not for the few. So it is always there. It is always there. So this whole month, we'll be talking about creativity today. My talk is titled, Say Yes to the Yes. Next week, uh, Reverend Terry talks about, on Palm Sunday, about um, exploring the creative journey and growth, which occurs as we expand and step out of our comfort zones. In our third week, we have Reverend Champion coming back and talking about Easter Sunday and the transformational episodes in our personal stories. And the last week we were closing out April with is the fourth week explorers bringing our creativity to the world. When we dare to present our talents, gifts, and passions, we're both vulnerable and victorious. So a lot of things going on this month about creativity. You know, uh, Rocco Erico says that we're God's chipped off the old block. So it was interesting. Somebody said to me, oh, Tamara, you're still working on your talk <clears throat> this morning. It kind of reminded Reverend Terry. He's always like that. And I said, yes, I'm a chip off of his old block too. And also off of the one, the divine minds block. So today, as we move beyond doubts and fears about our abilities, our talents, or our imagination, and choosing to know ourselves as worthy and fully connected to that infinite creator, we anchor in knowing that we are limitlessly sourced by the source. And that includes our creativity. So what is true about the divine, the universe is also absolutely true about us. So we're saturated in the now with the magnificent artistry of the universe itself. We create from that. And yes, we are always that in which ways that the divine shows up. So Ernest Holmes says there's an irresistible universal and divine urge within us to be happy, to be whole and to express the fullness of life. The latent divinity within us stirs our imagination and proclaims itself through every creative endeavor. It has produced sages, saints, saviors, and will, when permitted, create a new world in which war, poverty, sickness, and famine will have disappeared. That's from the practical application of the science of mind. What a wonderful world that would be. So in the science of mind, science of mind explains the casual connection between what we think and what we experience. We show how to transform those negative thoughts and emotions into positive and harmonious ones. You know, it's, we are how God expresses into the world. Without you and I in our physical forms, the universe, the divine God's ideas may be unrealized. We are the means for those ideas that touch lives, hearts, souls. We always have that immediate access to the divine. And the thing is, we just intentionally think and act knowing that the infinite invisible responds to us, just as it does for Jesus, Buddha, or how about even Jim Carrey? So the applicability of our oneness happens in our declaration, our willingness to know, and our progressively growing consciousness 
to experience it. And I love what Diane talked about in her meditation today, because really what it is, regular discipline, spiritual practice cultivates that knowing that being present to the presence opens us up to a living as the divine. When we, you know, I was reading um, a new book, to, well, it's not a new book, it's an old book, but A Design for Living by Ernest Holmes. And he says that we must accept the fact that there is a principle in the universe. And that principle is fundamentally, a, we are in a spiritual universe. And once we acknowledge this, we do this with our whole endeavor becomes the discovery of how to use this principle. And I think that ties into that, the wonder of the acorn, the not knowing. So there's that, that little acorn <clears throat> and that acorn has the whole inside of it, the whole way that it can grow once it's planted and watered and nourished to become an oak tree. The same as the way a baby is born, a way anything that comes forth. It starts with that little seed, and yet we don't always understand it. Like when we look at that acorn, I sometimes think, how is that even possible that that is going to grow into, you know, a 20 foot oak tree one day? But yet it is, it happens and it moves us through everything. And it moves us what the piece that I think about is acceptance. So just knowing that even though I might not know exactly how that works, I accept that it works. And the way I accept that babies are born, I accept that the grass is gonna grow. There's all these things that I accept through. And knowing that the divine is always fully present at all times and in all places. And no, just not a little bit. We might think that though, although we may desire we may desire to only recognize it as a little bit. But the thing is, it, the divine is there in all of us, but it's up to each individual on how much that we are willing to recognize it, accept it, and use the creative nature of our mind. So when we're saying yes to, we are agreeing to partner with that divine now we can partner for joy, peace, wholeness, our greatest or whatever our great gift is that we want. How it is our yes to imagining and creating our lives. Now it's also remembering that both our conscious and unconscious beliefs create our lives. So when we reveal, we heal, and then we intentionally change our beliefs from limited to positive. And we grow our spiritual muscle, people grow our spiritual muscle through RDSP. RDSP, what is that? Regular disciplined spiritual practice. Again, that was what Diane talked about today. And we didn't even know, again, one mind, what uh, I was going to say in my talk today. But she talked about it in that meditation. So we see as we practice our spiritual practice, we'll see our new beliefs express in form. And one way that I think of this creativity, I asked George if it was okay if I share, because I was thinking, so when do I feel most creative? 
And the first thing that popped into my head is I know when Georgia does, because she's told me time and time again, that her most creative moments sometimes are in the shower when she's doing her prayer work. It will just come to her. And I know when I'm most creative is when I lose myself in that moment of time and I'm not thinking of anything else. I'm just there and present and I allow spirit to speak through me or I allow whatever is coming through to, to express in my individual way. And how lucky are we again that bringing it back that we are all individual expressions of the one mind of that divine of the good. There's a quote, it says, I paint not by sight, but by faith. Faith gives us sight. So again, I paint not by sight, but by faith. Faith gives me sight. So again, it's that way of we're listening, of tuning in to the one mind. And that's when we believe that life isn't against us, that it's for us. So believing when we think and we have those negative thoughts that life's against us, we're experiencing limitation, discomfort, maybe we're, we have a sore knee or um, even painful relationships. These demonstrations are mirroring our limited thinking. So once we dissect those things that we're thinking, then when we know how to believe and think from worthiness, from positivity and wonder more consistently, we can leave behind the ickiness and live more successfully and enjoy. Now I don't, please do not take this that I'm putting on my rose colored glasses because I get things in the world are happening. There's always something that's going on and it doesn't mean that there isn't poverty, there isn't um, illness. I'm not saying that at all, but it's how we approach each situation. Yeah, I think back a year ago or well, a little bit longer where I was experiencing my brother-in-law who had cancer and then my stepdad who had cancer at the same time. They were within months, they were both diagnosed at the same time. And it was interesting. One had a bit more of a negative attitude, didn't think about things very well and was really in that mode. And, and how can you not be? You have cancer, you have this thing going on, but he just could never seem to get out of that. Oh, this is just being done to me. And where the other one was a little more positive and was like, you know what? This is what's happening. I'm accepting what's going on in my life right now. And I'm going to move through it. I'm going to move through it. And it was unfortunate that the one with a little bit more negative thinking, well, a lot, you know, he passed very quickly. Where the one with a bit more positive thinking, he lasted much longer than we anticipated, which, you know, every day was, was a blessing, was a blessing to have that. So it's, you know, tuning into those moments of realizing, okay, we may have this situation in our life that totally, well, I'll just say sucks, 
because sometimes that happens. But yet, how can we change it so that we can be present in this moment and move through it? And so it's that science of mind explains the casual connection between what we think and what we experience and how to transform those negative thoughts and emotions into positive and harmonious ones. As the universe only has one answer and that's yes. And I think of it as our prayer. So in prayer, our first step is that there is only one life. That life is good. That life is the universe life, the divine's life right now. And then we go into our second step, which is the unification of the one. So knowing that there is that one life, that one love, that one divine mind, then I know that that life is my life right here, right now. And again, it goes back to that piece of how much am I willing to embrace that? How much am I willing to step into my oneness with that one mind? So when we're looking at life and we're making changes, prayer is an excellent way to make those shifts, to claim those things, because that then goes into our third step of having the faith and trust and claiming what it is that we know the truth of the one mind, of the beauty, of the creativity, of the expansiveness of it all. So when we go into prayer, <clears throat> we're just declaring what is the truth of the one. So, and two, I want to say that the law of cause and effect is unbiased and doesn't play favorites. We might think it does, like, oh, how come Joey over there gets so much more than Jill over on this side? But the thing is, just as the sun shines on a just and unjust, the universe doesn't play favorites. The which we give law to work with, especially when we add the power of imagination, passion, enthusiasm, and energy will demonstrate in response. And it'll demonstrate further when we start with the inviting the spirit to partner with us, to support us. So we can do that through prayer. We can do that through meditation, through contemplation. So we often, when we're sitting there in that, we often reveal dreams and desires we didn't even know that we had. So Neville Goddard wrote, our imagination is our connection to the divine. So when we feed our imagination and enjoy bringing forth and coloring the experience of what we want, when we say yes to the yes by trusting our desire to be more, we say yes to the yes by communing with it through, you know, and there's other options through meditation, study, classes. What if you joined a circle that we have coming up on April 13th to be in class with other like-minded people who are saying yes. And when we say yes, our intention to go beyond what we thought in the past that we believed or experienced because 
The thing is, principle upon which we lean is never bound by precedent, which means that we are never limited by the past experience or our old beliefs so that we can go for it. We can do the different things and that we never thought was possible. I wanted to talk about um, a story of, it's a parable of the eagle. It is one time a man went into the woods and he wanted to catch a bird which he could take home. And he caught a young eagle and he put him in the backyard with all his chickens and ducks and he had turkeys as well. And then he just would feed him. He gave him the chicken feed to eat. Although he was an eagle, the king of the birds. And he kept doing that. And then five years later, he was visited by a man who loved nature. And while they were walking together through his garden, the naturalist observed, that bird is not a chicken. He's an eagle. What is he doing there acting like this chicken? Yes, said the man, that's true. But I've raised him to be a chicken. I've raised him not to be, but as a chicken. So he now he is no longer an eagle, but he's a chicken. Even if he has that three meter wide spring, a uh, wide span of wings. No, the other man said, he will always be an eagle because he has the heart of an eagle and he can fly very high in the sky. No, 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 said the first man. He really is a chicken now and he will never fly. So they decided to do an experiment together. So the naturalist took the chicken or took the chicken, took the eagle and lifted him up and said with great feeling, who are you eagle? You belong to the sky and not this earth. Use your wings to fly. And the eagle just sat in the man's fist and looked around and he saw the chickens pecking at the grain. He jumped down and went towards them and started pecking at the grain. So the first man said, see, I told you he's a chicken. No, replied the naturalist. He is an eagle. Let's try again tomorrow. So the following day, the visitor took the eagle up to the roof of the house this time. And he lifted him up and he said, eagle, you are an eagle. Use your wings and fly. But when the eagle saw the chickens scratching in the yard below, he jumped down towards them and he scratched alongside of them again. And the first man said once again, I told you. And, you know, he's a weakling. He's a chicken now. He's, and the other man just would not believe it. He said, no, he is an eagle. And he still has that heart of the eagle. Let us try again tomorrow and we shall see him fly. So the following morning, the naturalist got up early and took the eagle and left town. And going far away from the foot of the high mountain, the sun was riding, gilding on the summit of the mountain, each peak resettlement of the joy and the beautiful new day. He lifted up the eagle and he said to eagle, you are an eagle. You belong in the sky and not of this earth. Use your wings and fly. So now the eagle looked around and not seeing anything that he knew and trembling as filled with new life, but he still did not fly. But then the man who loved nature let the eagle look directly at the sun. And suddenly he stretched his powerful wings and he took off with an eagle's cry. 
and he flew higher and higher and higher and he never came back. So I think of our lives about where we sometimes maybe stay stuck in our lives because that is what we learned. We learn to be in the space, to be like the chicken rather than be our true heart's content of the eagle. So I don't know about you. Can you think of a time when you were that chicken rather than the eagle? So with this, I, I suggest a couple things. So as this month was creativity, last week month was play. So I'd asked you last week to go out and play. I hope everybody had some fun. I put some pictures on our uh, Facebook and Instagram page about our leadership team getting together and playing. But this month in the creativity, let's, you know, thoughts are things. So where can we change our thoughts? Where can we unearth those negative things that we've been thinking and turn them around and just even to, you know, I encourage you to choose one area of your life that is calling for change. And it may just even be a minor shift, but write down what you want in the present tense as if you have it now. So just use your imagination, be creative. How do you want to feel in that moment when you have that change, that shift in your life? So journal, and maybe, maybe you might wanna journal about it and look at maybe some of those beliefs that are keeping you in that small box, like the eagle being a chicken. Acknowledge them. And then when you look at them, maybe you can unearth some of the origins of where they came from. And perhaps you'll discover a belief that suggests you can't do something or you're not good enough. But, you know, be curious about that. Because if we go back to prayer, we go back to what we believe here in the science of mind, we know that we are one with that one mind, with that divine. So ask ourselves, is this really true? So become curious. Be curious about maybe where those ideas came from. Maybe it was a parent, a teacher. Maybe it was even an old religious paradigm. And knowing that it is not who you are today. It is not. So dismantle that belief and declare often like you live and move and have that entire being of the divine, of the universe, of the one mind, and that nothing can oppose the truth of your own innate and wonderful wholeness. You know, Ernest Holmes says uh, in here, there's one thing. It said, in view of this, who can set any limit to the possibility of his advancement? 
who would dare to set a limit on the expression of the divine through them? By what means, by what authority do we deprive ourselves of being that greater person we can expect through that our, it can just limit ourselves through our own blindness or our refusal to open our minds and eyes. So how much of the time do we spend denying ourselves the privilege of entering into a greater degree of livingness? We're possibly bound by those negative ideas, but no, everything that we need is right here, right now. The creative flow of it, of the universe, is and acts through us. We are the one that is expressing the universe, the divine, whatever it is that you call it. And remember that nothing is good or bad in our experience except our own thinking makes it so. Oh my goodness, I didn't think I had enough to say about this topic, but I guess I have. And I've almost gone right through all my time. So let's take a moment with this and knowing that, and let's drop into prayer. So as we take this breath, knowing this truth of life, that there is one life, one love, one divine mind that is operating here right now. It is the universe expressing as human in this form that we are each in. So knowing that we are connected to that one mind, to that divine, today I claim for each of you the creativity, the imagination to step outside of the box, to move beyond what you had previously thought and release those old thoughts that no longer serve you and embrace the joy of living, embrace, embrace the creativity of life. So right here, right now, I claim this for each person here on this call, each person listening, knowing that there is unlimited possibility. It is good. And each person here is whole, perfect, and complete as they are. I know myself as spirit knows me, creative, unique, and wonderful. And for that, I am so grateful. Grateful that today I can move forward with this teaching, with this knowing of truth, that I can release the past because it no longer serves me. I live in this present moment right here, right now. So I release these words to the law of mind, knowing right action is happening, and I embrace the yes. I say yes to life. I say yes to love. I say yes to fulfillment and success. I know it. I feel it. It is good. 
So I release these words to the law and ask you to join me in saying, and so it is. If you've been nourished by our gatherings, as well as our weekly and monthly programs, including circles, gifts of all sizes are welcomed. What a lovely demonstration of the law of circulation to receive and give and know that your contributions do make a difference. So if today you enjoyed today or you're in one of our classes or in circle, do think of us. And you can donate in our website, which is now posted in the chat. And thank you so much. Please join me in, in declaring our prosperity affirmation. It's, it's, on the, it's on the slide right now. Divine love within blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. And so it is. <clears throat> so, um, yeah. And you can pay by check if you, if you don't have e-transfer. You can send it to CSL White Rock, uh, 13313 20th Avenue, Surrey. And that's also in the chat space if you look at the chat. And you can pay by e-transfer. 